0: Hey there. My name is Vosh. I live stream on YouTube and Twitch, and sometimes I even upload the good bits. This is Previously Live. So, Jordan Peterson uh, recently had an interview with Andy No, which you may know as the psychotic Portland based docs, Nazi friend so-and-so a Um, uh, 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 fake journalist. And uh, I saw a clip of this and Jordan Peterson looks like ass and I thought it would be funny to look at that. Ah, Artemy agrees. Is he being tortured? Um, Jordan Peterson's constant experience is being tortured by the fact of his own existence.
1: So I was talking to a number of influential Democrats this week about Antifa and about January 6th, okay? And so... So imagine that an outside observer like a Canadian might look at the United States and think, well, you know, the radical left has Portland and Minneapolis, and that's pretty damn ugly. And then the radical right has January 6th, and that's pretty ugly. And, you know, maybe you could draw some kind of equivalency between the two, and maybe not. But I think you could...
0: If if you... Oh, I agree. Maybe not. Yeah, you, you could, if you were very stupid, draw an equivalency between... Um a protest group that occasionally gets into scuffles um, and an attempt to kill sitting politicians to enact a coup, you could equivocate those if you were dumb.
1: At least make a reasonable initial case for something like that. January 6th had a lot of symbolic weight, if nothing else, and, and certainly did frighten people very badly. But when I was talking to these Democrats about Antifa and the riots, you know, their attitude is sort of, well, there's, there's always been ri- riots and race riots in the United States f- throughout its entire history. So in some sense, it's really nothing out of the ordinary. And besides, Antifa doesn't really exist. And so I'd like you to address, if you would, both of those
0: points. Well, hold on. The first point there is correct. It does seem pretty dumb to equate the concept of rioting with a specific insurrectionary attack on the capital, Because rioting is a thing that has always happened in all human societies, like, forever. It's just a thing that happens. But attacks on the Capitol don't. It's like a very specific thing. Um, like, the fact that people want to riot is a sign of an unhealthy society. But the fact that people are able to riot is the sign of a healthy one. Does that make any sense? You know, the the existence of rioting demonstrates simultaneously a need to address social problems and also enough of a civic spirit to, well, feel very strongly about those problems. Um, In that respect, it's not that rioting is good or beneficial. It's not. It does a lot of real damage and hurts a lot of real innocent people. Um... But, uh, uh, you know, I I think it's very dumb to equate that and just like any other bad political thing that could happen.
1: Points uh, and and I should point out too: these were reasonable people making these points. These aren't radical leftists. These are people who are trying hard to pull the Democratic Party towards a moderate center and who are very suspicious of the radical leftists, especially the grip they have on the education system. So (laughs) they're good faith players and still. And Oh, the other thing they said to me was that they believed it was intellectually dishonest to draw a parallel between Portland and Minneapolis and January 6th, uh, making the case that what happened on January 6th was much, much worse, like in a a category of its own. And they justified that by referring to the fact that it was a direct assault on the Capitol building, you know, and and that there was presidential ambivalence about bringing that to a halt. So that's a rat's nest. So, you know, you want to wade in?
0: Yes, Professor. So, I think... Oh, so obviously... Oh, he's still doing the fake British accent? I thought I thought he stopped that. Uh, Andy No doesn't actually have a British accent. He started faking one, probably for the same reason that, like, a bunch of people did back when Sargon of Akkad was, like, the big conservative guy on YouTube, right? Like, the British accent. Yeah. <laughs> it's out of fashion now. I wonder if he's just, like, keeping with it? Yeah. Anyway... Jordan Peterson comes off as impartial here, but he's obviously not, because he's asking this question to the Nazi-aligned dox lord, and literally the guy whose entire career has been about, like, making shit up about Antifa to justify his support of, like, far-right groups. So, um, the framing here is is pretty much incapable of being unbiased. Uh,
2: let's say for good faith engagement from the left, um, I completely understand why there would be this perception that Antifa is a myth or um, doesn't really exist, because that's the propaganda that the public is fed from the legacy media and broadcasts and in print uh, day in and day out. And
0: also by like the data. (laughs) Seriously, guys, Antifa in America is so weak. It is crazy. In Europe, Antifa has more of a backing and a presence. But in the United States, it's literally like um, there are a few cities where there are a couple dozen people who show up in black block every once in a while for protests. And like, that's it. You know, It, it like genuinely Antifa in America are just such a pale you know, ghost of what anti-fascist organizing used to be, both in this country and in Europe. Um It's just, it's it's such a nothing burger, you know? Since Trump was elected.
2: It's an entirely different story, though, when you are on the ground, as I have been for years, and you see that militancy face-to-face, and when you see it, the, the... Jesus
0: Christ, he really can't afford, like, better internet? What is he
2: organization or aspect of it is undeniable. That's what initially sparked my curiosity, because in Portland, where I'm from, when the election results in 2016, November, were announced, tens of thousands of people took to the streets. And within that, there was a, an organized element of people dressed in the same uniforms. At that time, it was unusual to cover your face. And they had weapons in, in a very strategic way. Uh, oh yeah
0: you can actually see that his accent has gone away now that he's um not in the opening few sentences of his speech he just had no longer has an accent like seriously listen to him
2: Cover your face and they had weapons in in a very strategic way uh smash and move on smash and move on cause businesses building Jesus. star fires run um so it was from there that sparked my interest in wanting to learn more about what looks like an organized militia or paramilitary so uh with that out of the way though um i think the press
0: obviously any description of american antifa as an organized militia is 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 delusional um absolutely delusional factually unsupported by any available evidence uh just absolutely ridiculous
2: compromise nature and generally being biased to the left, they have turned a blind eye to the evidence that shows that there's, an, depending on where you are, there's an organi- organizational structure to Antifa. And um, the statement that Biden said infamously at one of the debates uh, last year, Antifa is an idea, that statement in itself is true. Um, but it's not the, it's not the complete statement you have. I think one way to explain it that people can
0: understand perhaps more easily is- He's so fucking boring. Guys, I'm sorry for this. Oh my, oh my god, I'm so sorry.
2: It's analogous groups. You see Online, Antifa Network, and they have cells in other cities. That
1: makes it- just,
0: A political- uh, you
1: know- Yeah, to okay, so action. this is- this is a real-
0: Oh my god, JP had to cut him off. That is fucking hilarious. Look- J.P. didn't even wait. He had to be like, okay.
2: And then the response is, well, that's evidence that they don't exist, um, oh, you know, yeah, to Okay, that so I, this, is, this is a real
1: okay, problem, okay. Conceptually, right? I mean, and let's think about it to begin with as a problem that we all face instead of a, a political problem emanating either from the left or the right, okay? Because I think there's a deeper problem here that isn't exactly partisan. And we'll get into the partisan element of it later. So imagine, first of all, okay, so I I assume that the description you gave would be the one that you gave, is that, okay, so what we have here is we have some actual organizations, let's focus on Rose City and Antifa, but, but it's a radically distributed organization, and we don't even know how radically distributed. And it's almost impossible to identify its core members or even to define what core membership might be now you 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 did point to rose city antifa but if i said for example how many other antifa groups are there that have an identifiable organizational strategy that's akin to rose city antifa how many do you do do you you have any sense of that just
2: just a few dozen there aren't very many but the thing is many they 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 close and then they spring up as new ad hoc groups under different names. But okay. it's
0: really this. Oh, I didn't realize Jordan Peterson follows me on Twitter. Oh, I got a follow. Oh, yeah, we're Oomphies now. Sorry, I just wanted to keep you all up on the Oomphie update.
3: There we go. Same, okay, so relatively oh, the right. same people involved. Okay, yeah. a few
1: dozen. So that's real interesting. So that's like let's say twenty-four. Just let's let's make this concrete because I think it'll be interesting to do so. So in that 24 how many people do you think are core involved in each group do you think it's like five is it three is it ten like real hardcore people who are devoting their time to this you know like like maybe they're unemployed that would be a real shock and it's their full-time <laughs> job
0: something like okay can i be real with you guys um the uh, the the more the more time that i've like gone over this stuff the less i care about jokes at the expense of antifa um, cause I've, I've grown to have a pretty negative opinion of Antifa, not by the way, because I think what they do is immoral, but because I think they're really bad at what they do. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I've just, I've grown a little bit less defensive at the, um, you know, the, the. It's not even just an optics thing, man. It's just, yeah, I don't know. There are lots of wonderful people who do like Antifa work, you know, and a lot of what Antifa does is like community building and not just going out and protesting. But there are, I I think just there are some bad ideas that have permeated the, the whole advocacy ring, you know,
1: like that. How many people?
2: Across the entirety of the United States uh, base, if most of them, let's say, were averaging around the same size as Rose City Antifa, then I would say in total, we're looking at below a thousand people in, in across the entire United States. So hundreds, okay. which is, you know, in the scheme of things and for the scale, that's a, rel- that's a very small
1: number. Yeah, well, it's look, it's so small that you could it's say. So,
0: you could say that it's kind of irrelevant, actually if you if you think about this being basically the entire like radical protesting left then it's that small. it's almost like it's completely insignificant
1: that it's and i'm not saying this but it's so small that you could say that it's non-existent right because it's one in 300,000 if it's the US it's it's such a tiny minority of people that they barely exist but what that points to is something actually that minimizing it in that ma- manner actually
0: points to something far more sinister, because what it means is that. Under- Expand on what you mean by bad ideas. Uh, I've 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 been over I've been over this before. I think I've rambled about this before. I think I think the the main issue fundamentally is that anti-fascism and anti-fascist protesting should be something that like every American feels they have like a patriotic duty to oblige in. Like, you want moms and dads going out there, like, protesting. You want, like, everyone... Like, you want... it for, for for doing, like, anti-fascist protesting and stuff, you want everyone going on out there. And the issue is that Antifa is simultaneously really weak and really bad optics bait, and it makes normies not want to participate. They associate anti-fascist protesting with, like, people wearing, like, masks in, like, full black uniforms with, like, shields and stuff, um... And while that's, it's not morally wrong to be those. This isn't some like civility politics, like oh we should all be nice argument. I don't give a fuck. Um, it's it's more just that I feel like a, a, a too poor of an effort has been made reaching out to like the broader group. Wouldn't you call that buying into conservative framing? No, no, it's liberal framing actually. Liberals are put off by Antifa. Um, and, and given the fact that liberals are the group who need to be motivated most into anti-fascist organizing because they're the largest group of people in America and also the most likely group to side with us on those issues, um, it's really important to be able to, um, to bring them over. Liberals would rather just not protest, though. Don't buy into like the lefty dogma. Tens of millions of Americans, almost all of them liberal or leftist went out and protested in the Black Lives Matter protests after uh, George Floyd was murdered. They'll, they'll buy into this, like, well, the liberals will never side with us anyway thing. The evidence shows, and if Soak Dun left wants to come in here and drop the data, I know he has it, the evidence shows that peaceful protests, or at least the appearance of peaceful protests, are way more likely to attract a much larger number of people uh, because, uh, you know, no one wants to go to a protest where they're afraid they're going to get beanbagged by the cops. Um, and Antifa's presence gives the aesthetic impression of impending violence, even if they don't warrant it, don't deserve it, and don't initiate it. Again, this is not a moral thing. It's just about being able to appeal to people and the arguments that you can make to pull them over. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. Now, the, the, the math would change a bit, if Antifa was strong enough to do work on its own. The problem is that it's not. Antifa is so small and malnourished in the United States that uh, it, it, like, without a massive backing from other leftists and liberals, they can't really do anything on their own. So they lack the strength to move independently and they lack the optics to attract larger groups of people. That's my issue. I think the best thing Antifa could do, and again, it's not an org, so it's really just, like, I guess the best thing that people aligned with Antifa, like, what they could do, would be to um, de-emphasize the showing up to protest, which, to be fair, is not all they do, it's not even most of what they do, uh, and to um, make an effort at, at, at rebranding Antifa as a kind of big tent, like, big umbrella, multi-plural... Effort at organizing everyone together to identify and respond to fascist community organizing. So, uh, it, like, don't make it like an exclusionary thing at all. Don't even give the impression of that. Like, get everyone involved. Really big tent stuff, you know. Go to local city meetings, you know, like, um, uh, school board, you know, groups. Just like participate locally. Um, try to get people on board and work with the normies. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with showing up. To a march in all black block outfits or whatever with a shield, um, but a lot of people do find that off-putting. You know, uh, it, it 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 can be you know a bit of a big 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 tent. Lilith love it. If uh, as far as I'm concerned, if you're not a fascist, you have the potential to be an anti-fascist. Um, and um, yeah, and you know it can be it can be off-putting to people. Uh, no hate. But uh, it's, it's, it's definitely true. Uh, people often respond to me when I say this by saying, like, well, they need the mask to avoid facial ID. And I'm going to keep it real with you guys. If you're just, like, a local community organizer who, like, participates in trying to bring people to protests, you're probably less likely to be the victim of harassment, violence, and doxing than if you were a masked person at Antifa. Like if you're just some random person in a crowd who looks like a normie and doesn't look any like more exceptional or uh, like you know out there or whatever than anyone else, um, the likelihood of you being targeted for violence is at least from what I've seen probably lower than the likelihood of a masked Antifa person being doxed, which has happened many times. Um, because it's really difficult to actually, truly, genuinely conceal your identity if some freak takes a photo of you and, like, uploads it and a bunch of, like, uh, patriot prayer types start trying to find out where you work. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like, I'm just saying, in right now, now that anyone has, like, everyone has a camera in their pocket, wearing a mask to a protest, paradoxically, I think makes people more interested in and thus more likely to find out your identity than being just one person amid a crowd of thousands that to me is real safety you know the safety of a mask is nothing compared to the safety of standing shoulder to shoulder with thousands of normie liberals who showed up because they like i don't know their their brunch got canceled or whatever you know that's that's what i'm talking about i'm just again None of this is a moral thing. There's nothing immoral or dangerous or morally bad about Antifa. We're not buying into any of that bullshit. It's just about framing our arguments to 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 make ourselves as effective as possible. Um yeah, okay, let me continue. Sorry.
1: Under a thousand committed people can radically destabilize whole cities and pose a threat to the integrity of entire culture, not what? not
0: not least by fostering wait i'm sorry thousands of normie liberals who do what exactly who who protest the point would be that they're protesting vosh people literally got black bagged during the blm protests yeah Did did masks help them (laughs) yeah I, i i don't know what relationship there is to that um the people who got black bagged weren't wearing masks they just showed up and took people i don't know how much i yeah i don't i don't know what
3: polarization and and the
1: degeneration of the political scheme that comes along with that okay and so that's a real danger for all of us particularly if it's the case that groups like that can multiply their power by pulling other you know semi-attached and maybe not so violent or even extremist people in on the basis of their empathy
2: exactly uh Consentic circles probably is a good way to explain it. Uh, I, the, the, what you asked me, the concrete number.
0: Okay, the rest of this is just listening to Andy No Talk. Okay, I'm really, really sorry. I assumed that this video would be where this clip came from. I'm guessing this is from, like, their podcast or, like, a, a, a another... Like, like this was cut from something larger, but this is what I was getting at here. Based on your
3: your... Your knowledge, your background, your
2: clinical experience—what what is the psychology of this mob violence? When I see it, it it, it uh, like I, I don't even recognize some of these. It seem they seem animalistic, is what I mean.
1: Mm. Um, in, no, they're, the worse mm. they're worse than animals. They're worse than animals because animals they just kill to eat, you know. Human beings they have a twist in them that makes them far worse than animals when they really get going. Well, I think it's I think you really want to know what I think.
0: I think I just want to say one of the reasons I find Jordan Peterson very entertaining is that the way he talks and acts like juxtaposed to who he is as a person. He gives me the impression of a guy who got lost in like a mega mall or maybe a Costco for a couple of hours and you find him like like surviving by like hiding in the top rows of the racks like trying to scavenge food by like lassoing people's like pizza slices up from their plates and he's just like up there like a goblin you know and it's it's been like three hours <laughs> you know what I mean like, like he just it's just he's so haggard over nothing <laughs> you know
1: they're worse than animals because animals they just
0: kill to eat you know you don't know what it's like out there man
1: Human beings, they have a twist in them that makes them far worse than animals when they really get going. Well, I think it's, I think, you really want to know what I think? I think it's revenge yes. against God for the crime of being. That's really what I think. <laughs> Even Andy doesn't have it's anything Cain to say. in Cain, Cain and Abel. It's like, oh, <laughs> Abel's, your, Abel's your guy, eh, God? How about if I take him out in the field and beat him to death? How do you feel about that? All my sacrifices went un-
0: rewarded Wait Didn't didn't Cain murder Abel because he was envious of Abel's superior sacrifice to God of 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 meat instead of of plants or whatever I don't think it was I don't think it was meant to spite God I think it was jealousy that he had better incurred God's favor I think I think this is a story of the literal opposite Okay I mean, I'm not even religious, but okay.
1: Yeah, it's like...
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, that's what it is at the bottom of the hell of things. What does it... Does Andy not have anything to say?
1: Wait, I'm sorry. ...God for the crime of being when they really get going. Well, I think it's... I think... You really want to know what I think? I think it's revenge against God for the crime of being. That's really what I think. It's Cain and Cain Cain and Abel. It's like, oh, Abel's your Abel's your guy, eh? God, how about if I take him out in the field and beat him to death? How do you feel about that?
0: This guy right now is reliving a thousand Vietnams a second in his brain. Oh God! Like the way he looks, it's just like he, he looks like there should be like so much pain and wisdom behind his eyes, but you know that like his 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 rise to fame was because he lied about police taking him away for using the wrong pronouns (laughs) and and, and that's like the most he's ever that's the closest he's ever gotten to like hard shit well i mean he's had all of his drug shit and like life problems or whatever but he's literally a life coach who like shits on people who want to make the world better so i don't really care about making fun of him for that
1: all my sacrifices went unrewarded
0: uh jordan peterson when um Uh, When he waits for three hours in the Ikea before realizing that the rest of his family already left, um, thinking that he had left without them.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's what it is at the bottom of the hell of things.
3: Jared Peterson at the dinner table.
0: When no one helped him make the Thanksgiving dinner. Oh god. I'm sorry. It's- it's- Oh god. I'm sorry. I'm gonna- I'm gonna throw up. I'm Oh so, uh, uh, god.
3: It's just really funny, man.
0: Uh, his family's a history of depression. Does his family have a history of making stupid fucking religious allegories? He's crying at the dinner table, and you're laughing. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I saw this this clip went like semi-viral. Very funny. I know, I know. Um. Anyway, we we have the the meeting of the minds. Uh, with with regards to with regards to Jordan Peterson, I can't believe you talked to this man's daughter. Maybe we can talk to the man himself one day. You know. Um. Does that mean that there's like a Scary Antifa story from the Portland riots. Oh, this is the bigger thing. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, I clicked the wrong one. I had the page open, but I bet you the the clip is from the end of this conversation. It has to be right because, like, oh god. Wait, what the fuck is happening? Wait, why does he
3: look evil now?
0: What is? It gets darker throughout. Okay.
1: And this is the danger yeah. we're facing, right? With 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 this on the on in, in all these activist groups. I've had people like that at my come and protest against me. I can kind of spot them because I have some clinical training. <laughs> I can I Sorry. can tell the guys. It's almost always men, and they're always almost always there to prey on unsuspecting women by being their ideological affiliates. And those Atifa? damn guys, man! The worse it goes, the happier they are.
0: What? Like the uh, watch out for the guys who show up to the antifa meetings you know they're just there for pussy i mean maybe i don't know uh if that's the case that's not just an antifa thing though right that's like a maybe like a like a broad thing i i have to know when when does he go sicko mode you can tell from like the the the, the background level of light so it would have been like pretty early on
3: actually. Because you're so much in the action. Like, how do you,
1: you know what I mean? If you're in that all the time, that becomes your world in some sense. And then how do you know that you're not exaggerating the threat? Because you're in, in it all the time. To Andy's book, as I can manage in, in the time I have to do it. I'm, I'm going to do gonna my background it. research to the degree that I can. And I'm going to ask him a bunch of questions about.
0: Here, I want to see the end, since he looks evil.
1: She's busy. Like such people are busy, right? They're scheduled, they are scheduled to the second, like 20, like 18 hours a day. So they're busy and things can get by them. So you say, well, yeah, but she was a prosecutor. And so she she knows this sort of thing. She could have done her homework right then. And, and to go into that situation and say specifically that she was proud of this guy. It was like, no, that's not excusable because you had the expertise to know. And you could have taken the time to investigate who you were going to congratulate. And did you... you Fuck are we talking about? That they think that doing that was justified. They've told them a story to justify that particular action. It's like, anybody who thinks someone like that is their friend better start thinking about what they mean by friend. So, and so what's the consequence for you? Like, you're still doing this. How come? How come?
0: I just realized, I don't think I've ever seen a person whose brow skin doesn't follow their eyebrow. Like, see? Like, his face, his face is doing, like, the, the inward turned, like, expression, but his, his eyebrows are holding true, right? Like, pretty much parallel. Like, look at that. That's crazy. Look, look at them move.
1: And so what's the consequence for you? Like, you're still doing this. How
3: come?
0: That's crazy. Uh,
3: uh, huh. 2750 is the bit. Who's your guy, eh, God? How about if I take him out in the field and beat him to
1: death?
0: Yep, that's it. do you it. feel
1: about that? All my sacrifices went
0: unrewarded. Literally, like, this is... I'm not like a biblical scholar, but I'm pretty sure this is a misreading of the Bible. Um, I'm pretty sure that Cain was not spiting God when he killed Abel, right? Cain, Cain was spiting his brother. He was jealous of his brother.
1: Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's what it is at the bottom of the hell of things.
0: It's very rough out there.
1: And so you know these people; they can light the whole world on fire, and and that's partly what you're. So I I didn't get your answer to one question. Sorry, <laughs> about the potential warping of your viewpoint because you're so much in the action. Like, how do you, you know what I mean? If you're in that all the time, that becomes your world in some sense. And how do you know that you're not exaggerating the threat because you're in in it all the time? Because.
0: I, he's he's such a unique guy, right? Because like anybody else, like Jordan Peterson, he would be grifting. I don't think that Jordan Peterson grifts. To my memory, I don't recall at any point w- looking at him and thinking Jordan Peterson is deliberately and knowingly lying for personal gain. I think he's just insane. <laughs> that's my that's my 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 highest order. Um, yeah, like, I don't think he's, like, faking the crying or anything. I-, I think he legitimately is just fighting his own demons, you know? He's, he's, he's just battling it out. God. Um, this guy's 59? He's 59?! He's younger than my dad. Well, uh, fighting the Chaos Dragon will age you prematurely, I guess. Jeez.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Christ. Okay. Yeah, well, anyway. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that all-meat diet is probably also aging him. Cain was insecure, and God never said his offerings were bad, that his brother would be more blessed than him. Cain's jealousy and trust in God's goodness is the moral of the uh, story. Yeah, 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 like... God, yeah God didn't spite Cain and Cain didn't spite God like Cain's problem with was was with his brother and his insecurity and then um and then God if i remember correctly God marked Cain to wander the earth right didn't he make, place a mark upon him so none may do him harm so that he may live uh you know he may may live to to to, to suffer to walk the earth or something um and then he became Dracula oh yes i recall that in the bible as well Um, yeah, he got the berserk mark. Not necessarily, it's very vague. Well, it is the Bible! Who else would do him harm, Lamal? I don't know, fucking rock giants. It's the Bible, shut up, okay? Also, other people were born eventually. It's one of those, it's one of those, uh, never ask a biblical scholar how early humans were able to provide the necessary genetic material to develop the entire species off Adam and Eve. Uh, Worst mistake of my life type deal. Um, Magic? Well, yeah. What did the Mark of Cain look like, anyway?
3: Hold on. I don't think it's described in the Bible. Let's just go with this.
0: There we go. That's what we're going with, okay? It's a big L! It's a big L! That's funny. For for the for the crime for the crime of killing like the only other guy in existence, alright? God said, Hey, just take the L. Um, and then he and then he made him take the L because it was God, so he could basically do whatever he wanted. You know what'd be really funny? can can you can you imagine okay you know how like marvel and other and just a bunch of media properties have like carved up and narrativized the um the old um polytheistic uh um mythologies you know like we have a marvel uh, 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 Asgard, and it's like, wow, dude, it's like a big city that's in space, and there are people there, and they have a rainbow. It's like, you know what? It's like whatever, okay. Like basically bleeding all the real mythology out of it and just turning it into like, yeah, yeah, you guys know what I mean. Um, and, and that's happened in a bunch of directions, and I have to say, like, can you imagine if the um if the apostles of Christ had the like imagination and I guess narrative biases of modern Marvel writers, um, with like the Christian canon, like the old, the old and the New Testament back or whatever. Like, I just, I just want to imagine, like, what it would look like. Like, what if, what if you marvelify it? It's like yassifying a mythology, you know? You, you marvelify, uh, the, um, (laughs) maybe the Bible wouldn't be so boring then? Yeah, I don't know. I, (laughs) I want to see this. They should just make Jesus Christ like a, um, a Marvel character you know like as one of the Avengers or whatever one of the new Avengers and then they do like after they set them up okay what you can imagine is that there's the next Avengers movie and then there's like a villain they can't defeat I don't know it's like Galactus or some shit okay and then like Jesus Christ comes in at the end no no no, at no no at the end of the movie they can't defeat Galactus all right and then uh, Galactus just fucking dies <laughs> and people are like oh okay and the credits roll And then in the post credit scene, the third post-credit scene, sorry, there are three of them. But in the third one, you know, Nick Fury being played by an incredibly tired and uninterested Samuel L. Jackson. You know what? Fuck it. It's 3D. Samuel didn't even show up. They literally just CG'd the guy in. He's just sitting there in a chair. The room is dark anyway. Nobody can tell the difference, you know. They got him to do some voice lines over the phone. Whatever. Hey, shoe. Um... And then, and then, you know, he's like, thank you so much for defeating Galactus. And then the camera pans and it's Jesus Christ, you know, and the, 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 the the theater loses its mind. And then the next movie is like the backstory of Jesus. And they do to Jesus Christ what, um, what they did to Thor, where they take some of the basic ideas and then they just yesify the entire thing. You know what I mean? So like. Uh, when, when, when Jesus, uh, goes to the temple and sees the merchants peddling wares, uh, and, and gambling and stuff, you know, when he, when he flips the tables and everything like that, like it's this big, like mid story arc climax where, uh, where they play like girl boss music while he's like walking around. Oh, maybe they could, um, maybe they could play some really, really dated hit, like uh move bitch, get out the way or something as he's like flipping the tables, walking up to like the front of the temple. I feel, I feel like we've got really, really good, um... Th- I feel like we've got good energy here, you know? And it can be full of references. I want it to be as full of references to that time, to Judea, you know, to like that time period, as like the Disney Hercules movie. You know what I mean? Um, with all the anachronisms too. Like, uh, they should have like a Judea McDonald's basically. Like, uh, you know, like, just, just like an XP, basically. Um... And uh, and they can all South Park did it well. South Park's done just about everything edgy, so we can. That's you know that's fine. Um, and they roll out with it, and it it'd be pretty good, I think. Oh, and they should retcon some stuff too, okay? Like Jesus never actually died at the cross um, because he actually had a sultry love interest with big tits uh, and a progressive female haircut, like an undercut with a side swoop in Judea two thousand years ago. <laughs> um. And, um, and, and, you know, and, and actually like, uh, uh, they did some body double shit. Yeah. dyed hair, you know, like in a septum ring and, um, they, they did, they did some body double, like, you know, he gets stabbed in the ribs by the, the he gets crucified, but then he gets helped down. Uh, and they put another guy up there who looks like him. And it's like the buddy that Jesus made before, who was like a homeless guy. And the homeless guy's like, I'll take this one for you, Christ. Um, and Jesus is like that you're right you should die instead of me they fist bump and he goes up there and they like redo the injuries on him and he's like a bearded dude with like long hair so whatever um and then they spend 3 days uh like with sultry lovemaking and that's like 20 minutes of the movie and it's all PG-13 cut so there's not even any like hardcore sex or whatever but it's also incredibly gratuitous and extremely blasphemous um and then after 3 days he you know he 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 uh emerges um from the 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 cave or whatever fucking biblical theology um and then uh, uh you know he has his chat with with god because the whole dying for your sins thing like he has to have the talk with god um and god looks exactly like odin from marvel in fact it's literally the same actor it's literally just the same actor and they've just
3: swapped out his like clothing <laughs>
0: Just, uh, just say, uh, Anthony Hopkins, just don't say it's Odin, just make it the same guy, and have a little wink, you know what I mean? Because, like, the Norse weren't around back 2,000 years ago, you know, the the Norse mythology, I don't think, so, uh, at least not in its, mo- like, you know, incarnation that we know it as, so, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Chris Pratt is Jesus? 100%. Um, I feel like we've got really quality stuff here. Um... Oh, the love interest should be um Magdalene, right? The uh 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 the whore whose was he, uh, whose, whose feet he washed? That was the um uh um uh she was the one whose feet he washed, right? Or was that a different
3: one? Jesus had two kids with her.
0: Okay, we should also make it somehow less progressive, okay? So Instead of Magdalene being a prostitute just being, like, what she does, instead it should be that she's a good girl, not like the other whores who sleep with people for money, okay? Who's being coerced into it by, like, the, a Jewish pimp back then, okay? And and Jesus helps her get out of the trade, and it's, like, her getting better as a person because now she's, like, not a whore, you know? Uh. And um, and and that's when the lovemaking happens. I think this would be a bop, honestly. I feel like this would be... To, um... so, like, Pretty Woman? Sure. Oh! <laughs> Sorry, I almost forgot. Everyone should be white. Um, everyone should be white, except when the Roman soldiers come, some of them should be people of color. And that'll be the diversity. Uh, there we go. Uh, they can have the the Roman soldier who stabs him with the spear. You know that can be uh that can be like uh like um like the black Roman soldier, like a Moor or whatever, like proto Moor. The Moors weren't even around back then, but you know, um uh yeah, like the the diverse um Roman soldiers. But but all all the the, the Jews. And, oh oh, and by the way, they should not be referred to as Jews. In fact, I think it should be subtly. Oh, the Moors were around. Oh, cool. Then yeah. In fact, I think it should be subtly implied um that uh the the jews are christian um without being explicitly stated and you can have like all these fun anachronisms where uh you know people will say like oh christ and then jesus will be like you mean me and then they'll be like no no just like you know i'm just surprised and it's like there could be like a badum tish you know because it's like they don't say that yet Womp, Womp yeah um Yeah, I think that'd be, um...
3: (laughs) The Jews
0: all wear crosses. No, okay. I'm sorry. Wait, one last one. Okay, one last one. And when Jesus, when Je- when after the three days, when, when when Jesus emerges from the cave, okay, all of the all all, all of the, all of his kin, okay, they all do like the fucking um a uh, Hunger Games thing, okay, where they do like a cross with their hands up, like all all uh, up in the air, you know, and it's just like a big crowd of them when they see Jesus's return, they all like. <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's very important. It's very important that the st- the stru- the structure of the end of the movie has to imply that the follow up will be Jesus Christ leading a rebellion against the Roman occupation. Okay, like 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 the Hunger Games. Like it has to imply like now he's back. And he's going to get revenge against the (laughs) 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 the, 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 the Romans. The follow throughs on that would legitimately be. And I'm not kidding here. The sickest cape shit in all of human history. Because it would be like Jesus as a. General leading Judea against the Roman occupation, and he would have like god powers you know like like he would he would be like standing atop a mountain and like swooping his hand and like a lightning crash would just like cut through an entire like phalanx of of Roman soldiers or whatever or or like meteors and shit you know it would be it would be like it would be like the prince of Egypt if Moses was incredibly spiteful and uh <laughs> And God did everything he asked. It would be phenomenal um and uh, is there a super villain? I don't know who was the Roman emperor at the time okay give him give him an eye patch uh and then make him make a deal with Satan. Yes, obviously,
3: clearly
0: obviously, Tiberius it'd be Tiberius uh um Judas no. Judas has to be the guy. Judas has to be the guy who replaces Jesus on the cross. It'll be like um uh, 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 uh Captain America's Civil War, not a homeless guy or whatever. It has to be Judas, like the redemption art where like Judas feels bad, you know, and then hes and then like, they like switch places and Judas dies on the cross, and Jesus lives. That's perfect. Yes, that's perfect. Um. And yeah, Tiberius, uh Emperor Tiberius can be the big villain and he can do he can do a deal with Satan. Uh obviously, right? Like like obviously. Like if if Jesus is wielding the power of God to beat back the Roman armies, uh then then he there has to be a scene of like, you know, him like in a the dimly lit like sultry like Roman imperial fortress like drinking wine out of some goblet made of platinum and rubies or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, then, then, okay, so here's the question. Do you want to go, like, full supernatural and Satan is just, like, a tall white blonde guy with slicked back hair? Or do you want to go, like, full-on preacher and he's an 18-foot tall red devil with horns and a pitchfork? I mean, what, which, which, like, element of, of terrible, like, trope do we want to, both he transforms that would be fucking funny okay it could be like a comedy beat where he has an anger pro- like he has an anger problem and when he gets angry he goes back to like the horned devil form but he shows up in a suit like he's like this blonde dude he looks like completely anachronistic right he looks like a 1980s businessman and he's trying to wheel and deal tiberius and w- when tiberius is you know acting like a roman emperor uh, it says like hey guards take him away he's being like annoying or whatever he goes hulk mode and it he just acts like the hulk um and then and then uh when he switches back to his human lucifer form he's like sorry about that uh have some anger issues uh and then uh and then and then Tiberius could look at the camera and he could go you have anger issues i have an army and it could be like a reference to it's like the opposite of the first avengers movie and anyway, he does a deal with Satan and uh he can shoot fireballs now out of his hands. Um, and then of course he fights Jesus. Um Lil Nas Satan. No, no, no. That would be a good decision, though. That would be good. That would be a good thing. Uh that that would be that that would be a good idea. Uh, we can't do that. Um, yeah. Uh why why do we get on this oh right jordan uh, this, this, the whole the whole time i've been talking about this i've had jordan peterson's judgmental face staring at me from my main monitor uh it, you know like like he's like he's just horrified at the concept
3: uh it's getting getting weird champed over here Stop.